This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Monday, February 8th, this is Season 5, Episode 23 of the Four Star Spurs Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. With me this week, we have Nate. Hey. John. Lovely to be with you, as always. And Scott. Greetings and salutations. Well, it's good to be with you guys, and I think it's good to be back together on more of a positive note. It's been kind of a lot of downers over the last (laughs) couple weeks. Um, we, we've been kind of on this uh, slide. I, there's been a lot of concerns about the um, uh, the style of play. Um, I, there's been a lot of criticism of both Jose and and the players. Rightfully um, so. And since Harry Kane ha, has been injured, uh, um, the performances have really looked kind of ugly. Um, and we're going to start... A, and talk about one of those matches first. Um, on last Thursday, the February 4th, we took on Chelsea at home. Now, um, this was without Harry Kane. We were, um, I think we probably had in our mind that this was probably going to be a defensive-styled performance, uh, but I think a lot of us were hoping that we would co- come after them a bit on the attack. Um what do you guys think on this one? I'll let you guys set up the match. Uh, Nate? Um, so, I think I think we hit um, rock bottom in that first half. Or I'm hoping we did. Um, because that was pretty um, abject. It was pretty... Um, I, fe- I feel like I talked last week about the Brighton game, how I felt total indifference. And, and when watching that first half with Chelsea, it looked like the players felt the same way. Um, there was very little. I mean, we, I don't think we created anything. There was a couple of runs to their defense, but not much really happened there. Um, we couldn't press. They were able to basically move the ball through the midfield at will. It was everybody behind the ball. But even then, like they weren't getting like a, they had. Well, well, they had tons and tons of the ball. They weren't getting good chances. And then the penalty. Which yes. was- Why did Dyer keep kicking? That's the that. Um. <laughs> It's 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 un I, I can't even think I can't, I can't even think of a justification like I I've kind of been for most of Mourinho's tenure I don't think I've been as hard as um, many have been um but that was I yeah I'm I'm what I'm doing right now it's absolutely left me speechless about like he was kicking on the floor like the tantrum of a five year old child. Um, just kicking out for the ball and it, it made no sense. And at that point you're like, well, it looks like they've given up on him. Right. It, it, that's what it looked like to me at that time. Let's go to John. Yeah. I, I agree with Nathan that that first half was as dire as I've seen his first team play in a long time. But I think something needs to be brought up here that hasn't been mentioned before. And that was the conditions were absolutely horrendous. Now, I'm not using that as an excuse, but I'm using it as a reason. 
I mean, it was tipping down with rain the entire time the uh, the game was on, and the temperature was in the low thirties. I mean, you you and I both know if you've been on a pitch, that is as miserable a conditions as you can get. And whilst they're professionals and they're supposed to get over that, I think that really, I think it impacted us more than it did Chelsea. Well, and, and to be fair, despite Chelsea was looking the better team and and had more of the ball, clearly uh, they didn't really look that great either in this match. I mean, everybody kind of looked shitty, and it took a soft penalty for them to to win this match. So, um, to, to be fair, as bad as we were, Chelsea wasn't much better. Um, no, they really weren't, and and it was very. And the funny thing was, it was in a like I think if you had this game in a vacuum. It would have been a fairly like okay, it was a Jose loss. Cause there were games where we had like this last year. It's like we really didn't create anything at all until like the last ten, fifteen minutes, and we really didn't give up much. But we made one stupid decision, and it cost us. And and that's kind of what happened in this game. But the problem was it was on the back of two horrendous performances as well. And it was now oh, is this a trend? This must be a trend now. Um, and, and, and I think everyone is right to think that because it, it, it makes total sense considering considering everything that was happening around us, considering Kane's absence, considering our inability to do anything right, really, considering our inability to do anything against Liverpool in that second half after Kane went off. Um, so we, I think everyone is right to question that. But at the same time, like this game, I think it was much closer than the other two, if that makes sense. Like, Brighton played us off the field in that game, which was Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you. I think, I think that it was a much more even game, and quite honestly, as Anthony said, apart from a soft penalty, it would have ended up as the kind of draw that I would have anticipated under those conditions. But, um, you know, we didn't get the rub of the, uh, the, rub of the green on that one. It uh, was a... You know, anyone that could blame Dyer for that again in those conditions, I think, is is not. Oh, I will. Uh, you will. <laughs> I will. I think you know. I think he has to do better there. And I think it's it's a very it's a situation where, like, if that happened to Serge Aurier, we'd think, um, we 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 we'd say, oh, it was another crazy, stupid thing from Serge. And I think it was the same for Eric Dyer in this thing, where it was just a moment of madness. But I, I think it's right to call it out because it was just so ridiculous. Like, like there, he didn't even have to do it. There were two other defenders right next to him, maybe even closer to the ball than he was. And perhaps it was there in – perhaps you could make the argument that it was their inability to – or that they, the fact that they didn't react. That is why he kind of went so manic there. But it's it's kind of – regardless, it's it, – it, it's, I, I can't excuse it. Like, just in that situation – like you, when you're Eric Dyer and we put the amount of trust in him in the back line that Jose has, like you can't be making a mistake like that, especially against well, Chelsea. And he does put trust in him, and and reasonably so. Our defense with Dyer in it has been, um, well, apart from the three game uh, series that we had when we lost, our defense has been pretty strong, and we haven't let goals in, and. Uh, you know, I, I, we're not going to talk about the West Brom game later, but Dyer got dropped, and I don't know whether that's a um, a result of the mistake because I'm beginning to believe that Mourinho is a little bit vindictive when it comes to making mistakes on the field. 
Well, to your point on the defense, John, I, I, I agree. Our defense has been pretty good this year if you just look at it statistically. But what we've been doing a lot of is we've been giving up a lot of late late uh, draws and, and losses by just giving up that late goal that we can't recover from. And and as as good as it is, I think a lot of it has to do with the way that Jose is setting up. And I think he's looking at our defenses. And we've talked about it on this podcast that, uh, that Jose, when he's most successful, he has a, a, a top line defense like the some of the best defenders in the the world play for him. And then he he, he seems to win cups and uh, do well in competitions. But um, but I don't think we're that good. The only reason that our defense is uh, has been as relatively successful as it is 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 because he's setting up so defensively. And that, and I think that's what half of our problem with uh, the way we've been playing is um, we have all these great attacking players, but we're not using them because we're too worried about protecting the defense, which is weak. Um, uh, Nate, um, well, I, I, I think I think you're you're part right, but it's also there's more than that. I think like, and I think you could see it partially in the difference between the West Brom game and the Chelsea game. I know we'll get on the West Brom game later, but. And, and, I, and you know, what, I'll even say, I'll even say more than that. I'll say that it, it, it had to do with it, with um, the players themselves. I think that's something that we really need to think about. We talk about a broken, we talk because we're going through these same problems that we went through at the end of Posh. I think I, you you saw that a lot out of this game. You saw a lot of people comparing it. Well, this is just as bad as it was at the end of the Posh era, and it, it kind of was at, at, at this point because you, you didn't see any fight. You didn't see any like kind of. There was nothing working. We weren't able to get the ball to our players. It seems like we were just trying to be passing out the back. It would end up by Ben Davis, and then nothing would happen. And and after that, there's like, like, what do you do, right? Do you do because now we've seen it through two different managers. It's this, it, there's been this similar problem. So I think it's more than just what Jose is by setting up. I think there there's a, there's a lot of players on this team at, or at, at certain points that don't want the ball. They don't show for the ball. That was a huge problem, I think, in the Chelsea game. And it's like, Sissoko, we know that about him. He's not going to be the guy to show for the ball. And there was a video on Twitter that was going around about him not kind of moving the ball forward or getting into attacking positions that you'd like a midfielder to do to kind of get somewhere. But at the same time, like it, it does hamper any of our ability to build up because no one knows where to go for an outlet. And it would be, it would always end up like, over to Ben Davis, and then you get cornered by Cal Hudson Adoy and, and Reese James, who were fantastic that game. Like they absolutely destroyed us, um, and we, we would give the ball away, or we'd have to hit it, hit it long, and they, their defense would be able to deal with it. Um, Vinicius was totally isolated; we couldn't get the ball to him. Um, it was very, e- it was very um, easy for uh, f- for um, them to push Sun off the ball. And Steven Bergvine is again one of those players that didn't show for the ball. Well, let's go to John. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I, I thought that it was, um, I thought Benicius was, was really in a bad position there. And um, I'm having some audio difficulties, so I'm going to pass it back to Anthony, if you don't mind. Oh, no problem. Uh, yeah, uh, we're kind of, this, this is a bit cursed. While you guys have been hearing me talk, it's because, um, 
It's because Scott has been having total audio issues, and then John's camera went off, and now you have audio issues too. So it's basically a two-man pod at the moment with me and Anthony, and we're going to try to keep it going until everybody can get it back. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's what I was trying to say. Like, we kind of there's there's something they're setting up to fail, which I don't necessarily think we did because I don't think we set up any differently than we did against them in the away leg, which was a zero zero, but it was kind of like a good result at the time. And I think the difference was we didn't have the same personnel available. Like in that game, we were able to have LaCelso for, for what, if you call him a bust or not, one of the things he's able to do certainly is bring the ball up and hold on to the ball and be an outlet. Reggion can be that too. Harry Kane obviously is that. And, and Domblay is too, to an extent, but I don't think he had a really good game, but those are really your four people that can carry the ball, or at least the four, four people that you'd like on a team that could make a huge difference. So it did hurt having all of them out, but that being said, you do want more of a team effort, even with all this said, and even with all these key pieces missing against Chelsea, you want to see more energy out there. And that was a big problem. I don't give a fuck. If we're missing pieces, we're missing pieces. Like I had a feeling Chelsea was going to win this game regardless, but I want to see the players give a shit. And, and it didn't look like they did in that first half. But to be fair, I think it changed in the second. Anthony. Yeah, that's what I was going to point out in the second half, and especially when the substitution started to happen. I mean, I think Lamella really looked like he wanted to be out there, and despite the fact that he, he couldn't accomplish that much, like he at least turned us into a team that looked like we still cared about playing. Like, um, and, that, and that, I think, meant a lot to me. That, that felt like the start of, like, well, maybe we can try and find a way to fix this problem as bleak as it is. That, that at least there is still some caring left in the squad. No, uh, I think you're exactly right, Anthony. And, and for as bad as we were in that first half and as dominant as Chelsea were, we had chances to talk in that second half. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm just checking in again, and I've still got audio problems. So <laughs> over to you, you guys. <laughs> Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you, John. We just can't see you. Yeah, it's. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Well, that that appears to have solved the problem, but I can't see anybody, so um, I can't put my hand up or whatever. But I, you know, I think we flogged this to death. Quite honestly, the Chelsea game was what it was. The conditions were awful. We didn't play with any heart. Um, I don't think that's indicative of the of the kind of team that we've got. And, um, you know, I think Spurs should move on from that and so should we. I, I, I do agree. And I think, Anthony, Ron, I do want I do want to kind of just mention, just kind of build a little bit off Anthony's last point because cause I think it builds right into the next game. I think you saw Lucas and Lamella made a difference. Now, we, we've all had our things with Lucas and Lamella. I think they're both creatively limited and, like, you, you, I can't, you can't trust Lucas's passing. There's been so many times we've been in great situations where he's given the ball up. But one thing you can count on Lucas is you can count on him to run. Yeah. You can count on Lamella to run. And that's what they did. And it really disrupted Chelsea. And it really kind of – we had that last 10 minutes where there was that Lamella chance to force the good save off Mendy. There was the Vinicius header he probably should have done better with. And then there were a couple of chances that Sun had, half chances that Sun and Lucas had, which their quality they could be doing better. Um, so we had like three or four chances, half chances that maybe could have gotten a goal. And then it's a one, one draw. And we're thinking differently, even with how absolutely terrible. And I cannot stress this enough because it needs to be said, because I know I, I come off as somebody that defends Jose a lot more than others do, but it needs to be said how bad that half was. 
Yeah. It was a giant shit show is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's back with a cat. Yeah. With a cat. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what do you think about the second half though? Do you were were you feeling I was match at the I end? was disappointed in that game from start to finish. I thought there was a tiny little bit at the very end where, you know, you're talking about Lamella and, and Lucas coming on and, and basically forcing uh, players to, 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 to step out of their, their areas. But for the most part, they looked like they just couldn't give a shit. And I don't know where that's come. I mean, I, the only thing I can think of is it's coming from Ho, Ho, uh, Ho, Jose. I keep saying trying to say Jose <laughs> and Jose. Um, it's coming from Jose, and he's God. I, I can't stop saying that Jose, and he he's he's basically bow you know brow beating him to the point of they don't want to fucking play for him anymore. I mean, he's done this everywhere else he's gone. He's he's picked on a single or single player or a couple different players. You know, it's Deli Alley with us um, and Serge to some degree, but he ultimately destroys the locker room. And I think he's doing that before he wins anything with us, which sucks fucking ass. <laughs> well, to your point, I think this is a good time to go to our first question. And this one comes from uh, big bird or at AP two, three, eight, seven, one. Um, so he, asks us, he actually has good questions. Yeah. He has, has good questions today. And he says, uh, what's with all the, the noise about sacking Mourinho? Uh, we were top of the league for three weeks and still are in great position to win a trophy this year. Or do you think the demands are justified at this stage? Uh, I think so there is there is a situation where you see you saw the comparison. I mean, I talked about it being very similar to late stage Poch, and after this game, people brought up that like, oh, in the last twelve games of Poch, he got more points than Mourinho's gotten these last twelve, and. And there's, and there's, there's one a, point though. By one point, um, and so, and so people were like that. It's like, oh well, maybe it's time for go. For me, the problem is, I think you have to look at the context of the situations back then. I think back then there was still some belief and maybe hope and perhaps false hope that a, just the change of scenery could turn what was just a Champions League final team around, and that sure. getting a guy like Jose could could get the maximum kind of impact of. Of um, of coming back and maybe getting one last run to get trophies out of this team, I think we've seen that's not necessarily the case. I think there is big problems in the midfield. I think there's big problems in the depth we have at fullback and the right players, and there's definitely problems in, in defense and connecting all that. Um, and so now the situation becomes: Does any manager fix this? And if you're and if you, and if Scott. Maybe maybe if it is a change of pace and he's browbeating them, like you said, maybe that's true. But I don't think it is. I no, think I, th- got... I think I think the problems are are more. Yeah, it's deeper. more than it's more than just the manager. It's 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 um, it's we need we do need some more overhaul in the squad. I think we've done some and it's been good. Reggion's been really really good. Um, and Dombele is finally playing, and that's really really good. Hoybier is a really really good piece, but. That defense needs to be kind of rebuilt, and no matter who's managing this team, that's going to be an issue. Well, you so, got to you got to get rid of basically the entire de- the entirety of the defense. Um, maybe Rondon can can be something. He you know, he seems like he's got some some head on his shoulders, but you got to get rid of, rid of Lamella. You got to get rid of Lucas. You got to get rid of probably Lissalso because he's never freaking 
I think I think never, that's I think that you're bringing um, up that at the worst possible time, Scott. Especially Lamel and Lucas after after, after they, they've true. been our best players for the last couple it's matches. So. I mean, we can talk. I mean, you can talk it's about like they're enough, fi- they're fine for depth. That's the problem. Like like they're fine no, they're for not. that. They're not fine. They're not fine for depth because of the fact that. All the teams that we are playing against, all the teams that are in the top five and six, except for West Ham, because that's just a fluke of shit. But <laughs> uh, they all have, like, uh, English Rick likes to say, uh, you know, they have 50 million players at every single position too deep. They have world class. Well, for the most part, it is because they have, well, they have world class players. On you know they can swap these guys in and out. You think uh, you know, Divock they... Origi is fifty million? Okay, I mean, but he's Jernash better than. Jernash is not fifty million. <laughs> but uh, we can go through that. Olivier Giroud is not fifty million. Marcus Alonso is not fifty million. This is not just that you. You make a point about City. I'll give you that one. Well, City, Liverpool. You could maybe talk about United, but even then, United, like, I mean, degree. even then, like Mason Greenwood's a youth guy. And that's, I mean, he, he's great, but Martial's been a huge bust for them. They hate him over there. Like, he, 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 he like when you watch him week in out, we, uh, he's not the answer either. Like, this is not, it, 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 there's, there's, this is, I think it's a myth that we all think about ourselves when we think we can't challenge, and maybe that's something, but I, I can't, I don't well, I disagree so, with I mean, you. Then how do we, how do we go from where we're at? You know, well, okay, so, so take, take the cherry on the cake. And go from you know us being at first place. How do we stay in that first place? What exactly happened there? I think we there? do need to change the defense. I think the defense is where we need to look at first and foremost. And then you look look in the midfield. I think our attacking options are fine, to be honest. And I think a more dominant defense in midfield would let us kind of lend credence to that. But Eric Dyer is not good enough to be starting. John, I know John. John, I know you've been a fan of his, but I don't think he's good enough to be starting in the team where we want to be. Toby, love him to death, but we're seeing him on the decline. Yep. I think that's pretty obvious. Joe yep. Roden is a guy for the future and someone that can be playing in cup matches and, and less and less difficult fixtures, but he can't be a staple in our defense just yet. But I've liked what I've seen. And Sanchez, I think he's a bust. Forty yeah. million. I mean, I actually do think he had a good game against West Brom. We'll get to that later, but it needs to be more than a good game against West Brom for him, for what right. he paid. Right. Doherty not has haven't seen it. Serge Aurier can be great, but then he can be awful. Reggion, there's one. I think right. we got Reggion and Roden, and I think that's it right now. And I think and, they're and and, and, they're, and Real's probably going to ask for him back this summer. Right. To be fair, yeah. Sessegnon's been doing well at Hoffenheim, but that is the Bundesliga. So I feel oh. like you could get a back. I think you could get a backup left back next year with Sessegnon, and we could be fine in that position. Well, Doug will give us an update on him uh, in a uh, in a little bit. But um, but I um, I agree with Big Bird here. I don't. I think it's. Uh, I'm not ready to be talking uh, about sacking Jose yet. Yes, I'm frustrated. I, the, the week's been dis- dismal. I do think that he's lost some players in the locker room, at least for a while. Um, I think too many people are relying on on Harry Kane to pick them up, which kind of goes to a question that Shubes asked us that I'm not going to read out, but. Um, but I think he, uh, there is a case to be made that um, that we ha- we rely o- too much on on Harry Kane to pick us up for, from everything. We have no solution if he's not playing, um, and that hasn't been fixed. Even though we've gotten better at rotating him this year, which I appreciate about Jose, but we are uh, in well, well, com- competition still. We we uh, yeah. we're in a cup final. Um, 
it, we're in it, all competitions. See, that's what I'm saying. We're in all competitions. Right. We're, we're alive in all competitions. Um, we still have a chance at top four if we uh, turn it around. We we're in a cup final. I, I I I think it's it's way too early to start talking about sacking him. As frustrating as it's been, and I do think a lot of his style of play is to blame. Uh, but I, I understand because we were going through a similar period as we had gotten to with Pochettino at the end as well, where it felt like you lost the team and, uh, and, and that made you question. Um, so well, it, it, it feels like we're watching AVB and a cross between AVB and, and the last years of Poch. It just plotting, no creativity, people just kind of walking around. I think, I think actually, if it, as, as, as crappy as it sounds, if you plop, Musa Dembele in the midfield, I think this team would be undefeatable. Like, I think just because of the fact that um, we're missing that, that, that creative play playmaker in, in the midfield. And I think LaCelso could be that if he were, if he were ever to, to be healthy for a while, but as of right now, we're not. No, we I have mean, it. yeah, no, it, it's, it's about the person that we have available. Well, I think, Honestly, yeah, Dembele would fix a lot of problems, but at the same time, he's not—he's not an Erickson. He's not a—I wouldn't—I wouldn't label him as a creative player. He would be able to help us bring the ball up, which I think was a huge problem against Chelsea. But and I—let's I, put this Chelsea thing to bed. I think we should do MVP, LVP just to get this over with. Because I do want to bring it to West Brom because I think it yeah. was the exact opposite in that game. And yeah, you can talk about the competition is different, but but it was also we just looked different in that game so i do want to get to that but let's let's like fucking let's bury this chelsea game and never talk about it ever again cuz it <laughs> doesn't doesn't worth meriting okay um, let's go let's go to mvp first and uh, you, you can start scott mvp oh god um <laughs> probably lamella because he just came on cuz he and he does he comes on and he just runs he's a, he's a little i call i i always think of him as a little bulldog just because of the fact that he's he just he kind of goes, you know, and it's just he's <laughs> going going at it and all that sort of stuff. Um, I, I think I think he would be my MVP, which is sad. Because yeah, he did only play for like twenty five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> he's mine too. Um... <laughs> well, stop making fun of it then. <laughs> oh, uh, do we lose Nate? Nate froze. It's just you and me, Anthony. <laughs> well, uh, I can I can agree with Nate. There's Nate's back. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, no. I, sorry. Yeah, Lamelo's mine too. I mean, we we once he came on, as I said, like there was finally somebody that actually showed for the ball. Like somebody wanted to get the ball and actually play football, and that was that's what we needed. I mean, as far as and, and Domley had a bad game. He wasn't my LVP, but I do want to mention he had a bad game because he'd get the ball and he. He wouldn't. He'd fuck around with it for too long, and then sometimes that can be good with him because he can like play two or three midfielders out of a game. Um, but it was way too fucking long uh, for too many times this time. So it was good to have Lamelles and someone that would just run at the defense and, less, and at least be fucking direct. And Lucas did to an extent as well. But um, but I would say Lamella played better. So yeah, he's my MVP. If he, because we had to choose one, uh, you know, I agree with you guys entirely. Like I, I was going to pick him and thought I was going to be clever for picking him, uh, <laughs> uh, for, for, despite the short amount of time he played. But he was my. I'll give an honorable shout out to uh, um, to Lucas on this one. Um, and John, uh, uh, we are uh, at MVP right now. So, um, uh, do you have an MVP for Chelsea? 
Um, I thought Hobier kept it together um, better than anybody. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a he good did, job. Yeah, he's like, another one that gave a shit. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he always seems to give a shit. So I think that's a a, a good point to make. Like, um, I just wish that, he was able to drive forward more. He doesn't. He doesn't seem to have that ability, or maybe he's just missing that person again. Well, in English, Rick will say that he. He doesn't turn uh, t- turn on the ball even if he's not uh, marked. Like he'll he he, he you don't won't see him uh, um, if, if he's facing away from goal. He he, he passes back to somebody right uh, uh, away from goal. He won't turn on, He won't turn. Yeah, that's not ball. all true though. No, that's not, that's, that's but, kind of bullshit. But he, he certainly no, <laughs> not, not like Ndombele will do it. Or uh, yes, Harry no, Kane because Ndombele is very very good. Yes, yeah. uh, John. <laughs> Yeah, I think that um, when everything's clicking, OBA works fine. Right, yeah. And it wasn't clicking, but nonetheless, I think he was doing his best. That's why. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, Let's go to LVP next, and uh, we'll start uh, start with uh, Nate for this one. Yeah, mine was dire. I mean, it was that terrible mistake. But not only that, I mean, that cost us the game. So, yeah, that's obviously a thing. But that there was that back pass. Do you guys remember that back pass where he like he hit it off like a bounce and it hit it back to the Hugo and Hugo basically had to like head it into the middle of yeah, the field. Yeah, I remember. Scored that. off yep. of that. Remember that? Yep. So he, he, it was kind of a heads gone moment. So I think that that penalty just kind of took him out of the game um, entirely and he just never recovered. And um, and so yeah, Dyer's my LVP and you just can't do that. That was just it was bush league. Yeah, I'm not going to pick a player. I'm going to pick the conditions. That's mine. <laughs> they have to play in the same conditions we do, John. I know, I know. But I think that that had more of an impact than we imagine, and uh, I'm going to blame that. I'm going to do that as an LVP. Okay, Scott. <laughs> um, I, it's got to be dire. Um, I don't know what he was thinking when he he went down. There was there were. Uh, there was at least one defender in front of him, maybe two. I don't remember. But, you know, why are you going to bring your back foot through to try to kick the ball when you know the back foot is behind the other player? Uh, just just don't just don't try to when you're laying on the ground, don't try to do it. I mean, well, but he was, you know, with with we're talking in slow motion compared to the what he was well, he, yes that's true but it's still if if you you land the way he did with the one, you know, one leg out front and the one leg bent backwards you know that 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 that, that back leg has to swing out to to i mean i know that yeah. i'm not a professional football player yeah. um i just i just think he was he did i think he lost his head and yeah yeah uh, um I, I didn't think Bergvine was very good in this match. He seemed pretty limp, but uh, but I think you guys are right on Dyer. Like, I mean, as far as attacking players, I didn't I didn't see much from Bergvine that made me happy, and I think that's the reason why we, he he didn't make it into the uh, the next match that we're about to talk about. I agree with you. He yeah. really hasn't made anything happen in the last no two months. Yeah, it's he's... not. And you wonder if that Liverpool game got to him because he he's had he missed so many good chances in that game. And that would have kind of, and that was like a season defining game, really, if you think about it. Like, if yep. we win that game, it's a whole different story, right? Like, so. He got the yips. 
So you you really you really hope that's the case and you can get out of it. But like you saw the difference, like when a, when he, he just seems he seems to shy away from it. And we we really need when he's out there. We don't have Harry Kane. Yeah, he's I think got it made a lot more. of difference not having Lacelso there too. Yeah, because Lacelso would have been much more effective than Bergwijn. Well, I want to move it along to the next match because we still have one more match to talk about, and we're already going long. Oh um, shit! Yeah, to the preview, <laughs> but but um. Uh, we we had this West Ham match on the weekend, and I think uh, a lot of us were feeling like if we lost this Brom. match, then then Brom, we all West would Brom. be doing. West Brom. Uh, did I say West Ham? I said yeah. West, West Brom. Sorry. <laughs> the um, other West. Yeah, the West Brom. Like, and I think we thought like bottom of the table team. If if we don't pull this one out, um, I think we most a lot of us will, would be ready to chip Jose out the door. But uh, but. But we we came out and we managed to uh, actually put together a pretty good performance where we looked like we cared. Um, and this is against a team that was bound to be playing defensive against us with Big Sam at the helm. Um, and and they just weren't very good. And granted, um, we didn't have to be fantastic, but I think the massive difference was uh, Harry Kane coming back from his injury fairly early and and uh, and really carrying us on his back for this match. Uh, John? Yeah, I thought the performance was a good performance, and not just because West Brom were in the in the bottom three. I mean, we've struggled against teams that are in the bottom three when Including we haven't West played Brock. well. I mean, just look <laughs> at Fulham. Um, so, uh, and, you, and you can't... Those kind of teams at this time of year are fighting for their life. Um, now, I know the bottom three's pretty much cut off from the others, but nonetheless, they're, they're, they're going to be playing like Tigers. And uh, I thought we got together a good game plan. I thought it worked well. And um, I was very pleased with the result. I thought after the weekend and after the Chelsea game, we had one or two ways to go. We either, you know, went down into the further depths of despair or we pulled ourselves out of it. And I think we were able to pull ourselves out of it. Absolutely, John. I definitely 100% agree. There was more than just playing a bad opponent. We've, I mean, we we had to beat last time we played restaurant. It took an 88th minute um, Harry Kane goal to win the game. Um, so, so I, I don't just justify that as like playing against a poor opponent. It was a different looking team. It was a team that had people show for the ball. Ndombele, Lucas, Lamella, Son, Harry Kane obviously makes a huge difference there. But we were able to bring the ball through the midfield. I think it helped that we went back to a 4-2-3-1 with that, where you could have Hoybier and Ndombele bring it up, and you had Lamella there as well to be able to take it, Lucas there, Son and Kane all, all be able to kind of branch out and separate. And then you had better fullback play from Serge, who I think before his injury played very, very well and was able to get forward at, at pretty much at ease. Um, and even and what I also thought was great was we played well defensively. Um, they had three chances. Two were called offside after the goals went in, and there was one that wasn't, but would have been called back had it actually gone in. And to have Sanchez come back in and actually play very well in the game because we changed stuff up and Dyer Lovat was really really nice to see. It was, a, it was this was a game where a lot of the maligned players, your Lucases, your Lamellas, your Sanchez's, all played really good performances. Well, I well, I just wanted to jump in with a quick point because what you're talking about goes to one of our questions a, a lot. So uh, Big Bird asks us another question. Uh, so with Lucas's runs up the middle and Dombele playing f- further back, connecting passes to the front four, and Lamella in Bergvine's spot, adding a, 
a lot of energy. Is this the formula to get us back into the hunt for the top four? Uh, well, um, my, my response to that is that we're having to make shift because we were out, we're out the Celso and we're out regular. And without those two, we're, we're having to put a bit of a different shift in. And certainly without those two, I think Mora doing what he did against West Brom is a good sign, positive sign. But is it long term? No, I think long term we get La Celso back and we get Regulon back and uh, we we play with them rather than more up the middle. I agree with you, John. I think I think um, I think we there's there's one it's one difference between one game and another difference between four plus years that we've seen. Can't rely on Lamella as much as we'd love to. Um, you know he's an injury away from being gone again, and maybe his his classic late fall winter injury is past us, and we'll we'll have him for the rest <laughs> of the year. But you can't really can't really count on that. And Lucas is the same thing; he drifts in and out of form too much. And it was what was really nice to see from him was that he had an assist, which usually he'll fuck fuck that pass up. So it was great for him to have that pass perfectly played in the sun for that finish on that second goal. That was really nice to see, but. What it does do is it does inject a little bit of life into us and inject a little competition in those top places, which Birdvine and Birdvine desperately needs. Uh, so, so to have production from those areas was really, really helpful. Um, again, long term, probably not the case, but it was great to see because we really didn't know what to expect in this game. Was the team going to be dead? I feel like if we lost this game, you Jose would be firmly on the hot seat. But, I think, oh, I think, I if, agree we lost, I think if we lost it, I think he probably would have been fired. Right. Yeah. Actually, I think I think, I think you're. I think you're right. I think that's not a stretch at all, Scott. Uh, and so, for us to come out and and dominate the game, and I think we could have scored two or three more. I think Kane's actually was. You could see rust in his gameplay because he had three or three he had two or three great chances that we didn't capitalize. Yeah. So so, but it, it was a it was a dominant performance. They couldn't do anything. This was this was a. This was a classic Jose Spurs game. 2-0, could have been more. We kind of shut up shot with 20 minutes to go, which is annoying, but they created <laughs> nothing, and it never looked like we were going to lose. Well, I will say what it, it looks to me like a, a Lucas and a Lamella provide is somebody who seems like they want to be there, um, which uh, a lot of these matches it's felt like the players just uh, – we'll say that whether it's Jose lost them or they just seem like they didn't really want to – play like we didn't see people uh fighting tooth and nail until the end and clearly i think uh lamella and lucas were rewarded for their performances at the end of chelsea and they came in looking like they were in a care again and this is uh maybe this is like the dawson effect for tommy who's not on the podcast today of like a guy not as good but goes and puts his heart into every single game do you want that guy out there do you want the the guy who uh who doesn't look like he gives a shit anymore, doesn't buy into the, the, the system that he's playing for and is just looking for his next contract. And um, and I don't know that that's the case. Uh, I think there's a lot of other factors. But clearly Lamella and Lucas looking like they want to play, whether they have those weaknesses, and I certainly agree that they have those weaknesses. Um, if, if they care, then, yeah, let, let, let them compete for those top, those uh, starting spots. If, if they look like they want to do it more than other people, uh, uh, John? Yeah, I agree entirely. Um, they really stepped up. They were given an opportunity, and they stepped up. And we haven't seen that with everybody. Um, 
and and that makes a that makes a huge difference as you say if if you if you're on the field and you don't look like you want to be there then get them off and uh, put somebody on who has got the effort who is putting the effort in um and i think that you and i don't know where it comes from but you've got some players that either are on or they're off and um that shouldn't be the case we should have more consistency yeah no definitely uh but this was definitely a, a, a a, a promising result. I want to see this type of performance um, against uh, some of the top teams. I mean, we we've got a big, a couple big challenges coming up that we'll talk about in the the second half. Um, but uh, I I think this was promising, but I don't think necessarily Jose is off the uh, the hot, the hot coals just yet. He's uh, he's maybe dead oh, no. on the edge. Um, and if he can kind of uh, keep this up and, uh, and and we can start to come out of this funk that we're in. And I do think some of that is figuring out a better balance between our attack and defense. Like, I, I do think, like, we learned our lesson that, like, um, in, the, in the West Ham match, uh, uh, when we gave up three goals fast after playing in a, a really impressive attacking style of play, um, and then he came out and reset it and went to a defensive, and it really worked for a while, which was what put us into first place for three, like after several games, like we were in first place for three consecutive matches. Um, and then he, he's kind of held on to that dogma and won't let it go now. Um, Why do we seem like we have managers that, that refuse to change? Like if something's not working. I think that's working... a problem with all of them. I mean, it's, you could see it going on with Jurgen Klopp right now. He's not changing his system when getting faced with adversity, making a bunch of bullshit excuses and kind of exploding it kind of self-destructing in front of the media, in front of our eyes. If you look at what's going on in Liverpool, like, yeah, but Mourinho is changing things. I mean, he does change things at halftime. We've seen um, where formations have changed. I mean, that we, one of the, one of the real that, criticisms like... we had of Pochettino was he would, put it out there and stick with it. Whereas we are seeing change from Mourinho. But it's always that sit, you know, it's always that sit back and, and try to counterattack. I mean, it's, that's not what our guys want to do. I mean, I I wasn't, I don't think it was, but I don't think it was that against West Brom because I think we pressed really, really well in that game. Like, like incredibly well. So why didn't we get against Chelsea? Why didn't we get, you know, because I don't think we have – I think Chelsea have a lot better players, and, and actually Thomas Tuchel has completely turned that team around. Mm. They're in like they, – they're undefeated since since he's come in, and they haven't – they've allowed one goal, which was an own goal, in in four matches. So like that's that's a team that, that that's had a new manager, Bob. We got – honestly, we probably got him at the worst fucking time. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. And, which I do, do think plays – I do I, – yeah, it's not going to take away from us playing absolutely poor performance. Yeah. But I think – I think it helped having Lucas and Lamella on that bring that energy. I mean, Lamella presses really well. Lucas actually, I think it's one of the underrated parts of his game that he can he can actually disrupt and take the ball off people, which is something we sorely miss. It's something Bergwijn cannot do, um, and I think and I think that's a big problem in part of his game is that he might be good at kind of a low block defensively, but he's not going to come out and win the ball. And that's something that Lucas can do and Lamella can do. And, and it really threw West Brom off. They really couldn't get anything going. And you saw it. We had a more dominant midfield than we're used to because of that. And Domele played a very good game. Hoybier was fantastic. And he actually, uh, the dismay assuming of English Rick's um, an- analysis in our Facebook group, he had a beautiful through ball assist. Um, so where's your passing backwards on that? 
Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. but so, and that's something he can do. So, so I think it was overall, it was, it was something that was absolutely necessary to see. You can talk about the team we were facing, but for this season, we can see any, there's no game that's certain, no matter who's playing. We watched Sheffield beat United in Old Trafford, not two weeks ago. Liverpool have lost three straight at home. They lost to Brighton. They lost the same Brighton that beat us. Which makes yep. me feel a lot better. Right, exactly. All of a sudden, Brighton's sneaky good? No, not really. That was still a bad, bad game. But it does make you feel a little bit better. I mean, I think that's that's another thing we have to think about. And I know I've been pushing this the whole year, but it's like, I think we have to just write the season off for everybody. Like, I know that's hard to, to think about, but like, I mean, we're talking, I mean, look at, look what just happened this weekend. I mean, Lester drew at Wolves. Everton drew at Old Trafford against United. It's once again, it's all of a sudden, City's just running away with it. They beat Liverpool 4-1. Allison fell apart in that game. That Liverpool that beat us, and it was like, all of a sudden, they're back. We have a game in hand that if we win, we're one point behind them. Well, and, and it's certainly, like, uh, top four is not out of reach. No. Like, I'm, like, Leicester, uh, Leicester collapse at the end of the season every year. Yeah. So... West Ham, except, except for the one year, it's a Brendan Rodgers coached team. I'll just say that that those teams kind of fall apart at the end. We'll see, we'll see if he can turn around this time. But same thing happened to them last season. Remember, they were, the t- they were title contenders for a lot of last season. Fell out of the top four entirely. Well, that's yeah. assuming that we that we come back from our right, exactly. Apart. That's what I'm saying. I mean. I mean, every team, even City, every team has had some fucking massive collapse. Arsenal. I think that's what makes this season that much worse, though, too, is because it you can see all the teams. Everybody's having their issues, and we can't. We can't capitalize on it. Yeah, that's because we're having just, our issues. Yeah, the opportunity is <laughs> there if we were to put a run together. Well, well yeah, it's, it's an opportunity. A... Everybody's chasing. It's an opportunity. West Ham are chasing. Villa are chasing. Villa, who looked really good against Arsenal again. We still have to play them twice. Um, I actually really like their squad. I know we're kind of getting off topic here, but I really like that team. Um, it kind of sucks that we missed out on Grealish when we did. <laughs> but I think it's a matter of, like, if we can find the right balance between our attack, defense, and, and get a midfield that can get that ball through. Like, if we don't need to be perfect. Uh, and we're I think we need to play possession, Anthony. I think, yeah. I think you're right there. I think... Yeah. I think we cannot against these better teams. And maybe, you know what? Maybe that's something we tried to do against Liverpool and it backfired. But, like, we had no Kane in that game or LaCelso, and things were just going bad in that game. It was just things were trending. That whole surge Aria thing that happened and things were trending bad in that game. So I don't know. But I think we got to, we cannot, this, the low block against these top sides all of a sudden is not working. Yeah. So, but what we're seeing is the press can work against these lesser sides. So I think we need to see that consistently. Yeah. And then I will yep, then I have confidence in our team. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's a good way to place to go to MVP, LVP. And we'll try and do this a bit fast so we can get to the second half. We'll start with John for MVP. Um, Lamella. I thought he played a terrific game. His effort was fantastic. What he managed to achieve was terrific. And I really, I mean, he went out and played his heart out, and he was successful. So it's Lamella for me. Okay, good show. Um, uh, Scott? I second. Uh, yeah, I, I, exactly the same reasons. I think he was able to just, uh, I mean, he was the bulldog again. So, I mean, 
And I think that really worked against that uh, a West Brom team that was, you know, or Brighton. No, West Brom. Uh, West West I always Brown. get those. I always get those. <laughs> You didn't call him West Ham, so you're okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nate. That's next time. I'm gonna have uh, I, you know, you guys said Lamella, who was my pick, but I'll change it just to uh, just to be a difference. Um, I'm gonna say Lucas. He got the assist. Um, he had a couple of good chances. He probably should have done better with one of his shots, but but I think when Lucas gets an assist, he gets up there just because it's a rarity these days. But he actually played that break brilliantly ran through their whole team and laid it off perfectly to sun and space. And he, he did the same thing. Lamella did the chaos factor that was there. That was really, really needed on our team. Just injecting some kind of life in our team. We looked alive. We looked like we wanted to win. We looked like we wanted to play football. That was what was missing. And it was so great to see it would have been Kane just for all his consistent involvement, but he missed a couple of chances that he should usually bury that could have put the game well out of reach early. So that's the one reason I didn't put him because he had like two or three chances. I think he should have done better with in that first half, but he took his goal very, very well. Son and Kane, both back on the score sheet is marvelous for us. I know that's kind of like, Oh, it doesn't overshadow or paper over a crafts, but let's be honest. When those guys are healthy, you want them scoring because that's what makes us a good team is having two really, really good players. So they Hopefully that sense. solves Sun's yippy problem too. Right, exactly. I think I think he was, yeah. I think he was in his head and missing a lot because he was in his head. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I was between the same two players as you, Nate, between Kane and Lucas, and I think I am going to lean towards Lucas. I think, but I have to say, um, a squad without Kane is a clearly a different squad. Even if he's playing well, or if he's playing poorly, if he's playing well. Like we do not do as well without Harry Kane in the squad. Yeah. Barcelona do don't do as well without Messi. Juventus yeah. don't do as well without Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, the only the only team I could say is the exception to this rule is City without De Bruyne because they're still fucking tearing shit up without him there. Um, but everybody else, look at Liverpool without Mane aren't that great. They've yeah. had problems like when he's not played. I mean. The, the this is yes you take two your best you take your best player out of your squad it's not gonna be as good now yeah. it shouldn't be totally broken like ours seem to be <laughs> yeah. but but we're not gonna be as good yeah so but uh, does anybody have an LVP for this one no um, it's difficult um, I was looking at the team sheet and uh, going through and I didn't really want to give it to anybody quite honestly I don't I think, think even Sanchez... Ben Davies had a decent game. Yeah, I yeah, thought that first he goal, he did better. really, really drew well to like draw defenders, and he I thought he pressed high. It was great. Like, so yeah, he's usually my go-to. <laughs> yeah. When no one else is there. yeah, well, that was I was going for Sanchez because he's normally my go-to. But you know, no, he, how can you give it to a, he, a defensive player he, he who played, didn't? They didn't give a goal away. It's specifically Sanchez, the way he played Diagne, I'm going to totally botch that pronunciation, so apologies, but the way he played their striker was brilliant because it wasn't just because they had two offside goals. They had two goals disallowed in that game, but both were due to how Sanchez played their striker. He basically pushed him offside. Like he (laughs) got in front of him, muscled him and muscled him offside for both crosses. And even the first, even the one that went in that end of the second half, when we're like, Oh shit, it's going to happen. We're going to fuck this up. Uh, when Hugo made that save on the line that actually was offside. So, so Sanchez actually played really, really well in that game, which was great to see. But again, he needs like a trend of three or four straight good games before he can get back into the good graces of the team. Okay. Yeah. I don't ha- really have an LVP for this match. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Do you have anybody, Scott? 
No, I don't. Okay. okay. So let's let's roll in. That about wraps up the half. Um, uh, we uh, are going to preview two matches, both the Everton FA Cup and then the Manchester City uh, League match. Uh, but first, we are going to go to John's Lone Player Update. Yeah, good evening, everybody. Welcome to John's February Loan Update. We've uh, we've had a very interesting month. We've had players go on loan for the first time. We've had players come back from loan and have stayed. We've had players come back from loan and gone out to loan somewhere else. Um, so it, it's been interesting. Um, I think the one player that uh, we want to talk about first is Paul Gazaniga. He's gone on loan to, and I don't know how to pronounce this in Italian, it's E-L-C-H-E, so it's either Elche or L-K or whatever. They're second from the bottom of uh, La Liga, and um, he was on the bench this last weekend for them which is closer than he's been to the field on any game for us. So, um, you know, we wish him a lot of luck. It is a loan. You know, I really think that he's been victimized because he's not a homegrown player. If he'd have been English, he would have, uh, we'd have kept him. But, uh, but anyway, he it is what it is. Um, the one, uh, Skip, Skippy is, um, playing every minute with Norwich. He's going to help him win promotion and there's no change in that. Um, also, Ryan Cessignon, um, he, unfortunately, he got a knock and he was not involved last week or this weekend, um, but his loan seems to be going well. And then uh, Juan Foyth playing for Villarreal. Unfortunately, he had a bit of a, a nightmare against uh, Levante where the, the Copa del Rey game went into extra time and his error... Um, allowed Levante to score in um, overtime. So, yeah, not so great there. But remember, they have an option to buy him, and I think that's still up in the air. Um, Troy Parrott, he was brought back from Millwall. where, And you know what? I couldn't really understand why they weren't playing him as a striker. Maybe they didn't think they needed him. But he was being played wide on the right. And I don't think that was the best thing for him. So he's now gone back out on loan to Ipswich of League One. And he did play for a stri- as a striker for 70 minutes um, on Saturday. So I think that's going to be much better for him. Um, talking of, And then we've got Jack Clark. Jack Clark has, was sent out on loan for the first time to Stoke. He played... Uh, 71 minutes this last weekend and got an assist because uh, he was brought down in the box and they scored from the penalty. So that's good there. Um, Harvey, yeah, Harvey White, who we saw play against Marine. I thought he put a really good performance in there. Um, he's been sent to Portsmouth, who were challenging from promotion in League One. Um, he got a number of minutes this weekend. He came on, I'm thinking, about the 75th minute when Portsmouth were 2-0 down. And um, they scored two goals after he'd come on to draw that game. So I don't know whether he had an impact on that, but I think we're going to claim it. Um, <laughs> TJ Ioma. He continued his loan with Lincoln City, and they are currently top of the League One. I do think it's exciting how many of our players are involved in promotion battles. Um, Jack Rolls was brought back from Burton Albion, where he was really having a nightmare. 
and uh, he's been sent to Stevenage. I haven't seen him play yet, so I'm not quite figured out how where that's going to go. Um, Shiloh Tracy was brought back from Salisbury. He had mixed success there, but now he's been sent to Cambridge, um, where we already have Jubril Okadina. And um, so he's going to, and they are pushing for promotion from League Two. So we'll have two players at Cambridge pushing for promotion there, Shiloh and Jubril. We've also got uh, Joshua Elamwami. He was brought back from an absolutely awful spell at Maidenhead, where he didn't start a game. Um, now, he's not been sent out on loan since he came back, and uh, I have a feeling that has something to do with the number of goalkeepers in the squad, as we lost one with Gazaniga, and now he's been brought back for for good. Now, then we we've got Austin a couple of... to Orlando, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, has he, was he sent on loan to... Uh, Orlando, I've got somebody else there for that. Oh, was it? Uh, it was one of our goalies. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Um, so Malachi Fagan Wolcott has been sent to Dundee in the Scottish Championship. Not sure how that's uh, how that's going to work out for them. And then Kaziah Sterling has been sent to Greenock in Scotland. Um, now you might ask, why on earth? would he be sent to Greenock? But that team is managed by Anton McElahone, who was with Spurs for 10 years from 2007 onwards. And he's, oh, the, really? he's their youth fitness coach. So he knew this guy from before. They're currently mid-table in the Scottish Championship. Um, Joshua Olawemi was at Maidenhead. Um, he's come back on January the 18th. Um, I think we talked about him, and uh, he's not been sent out on loan again. And then finally, Jubril Okadina has signed, well, he's also signed a contract on loan at Cambridge. I think I mentioned that before. Sorry, I'm getting myself confused here. So we got we four had so players. many loans. <laughs> yeah, we do. Well, we've got 15 players now that are involved in loans. We've got a lot of players that are involved with promotion battles, which I think that's great. You know, Oliver Skip, Cameron Carter-Vickers is still with Bournemouth. They're top of League One. TJ Ayoma is with Lincoln. They're top of their league. And then the two with Cambridge are also pushing for promotion. So um, I think we got, it's much more encouraging now than it was in the beginning part of the season. I think we found better fits for people at t in different teams. And, um, you know, they, uh, there we go. That's the February roundup. Well, thank you so much, John. And I am very impressed with um, how we've sort of, sort of changed our loan strategy. And that's one of the things that has certainly improved since uh, Jose has come in. I, I don't know how much influence he has over that, but we all know that pa Pochettino definitely liked to keep his, uh, at least the players he planned on using closer to to the, um, you know, he, he wanted to train them himself, so he wanted to keep them with the, the youth team. But I think these loans, as you, as you say, all these players competing to move up leagues, like that's uh, that's the type of, competitive skills that you want them to develop uh, like w whether they're going to be the type of talent that we'll ever see in the squad or not um we're going to get more value for for players that help teams uh be promoted or help teams win a uh, their the, their league's competition 
it's there, there's a huge value to it, um, both economically and uh, just for the future of the squad. Uh, um, John? Yeah, I agree entirely. That I missed a couple of things here. Nate reminded me. Brandon Austin has been sent to Orlando City. Now, he's not uh, expected to start until April when the... Uh, when the league over here gets going. But that's a very interesting thing. And then Gedson, his loan was not extended by Benfica, so he's gone back. I think I said a, uh, a couple of weeks ago that he played his last game for Tottenham and that proved out to be that proved to be true. Yep. So, yeah, the thing with so Austin, there though, there's, there's something interesting there. Like, Orlando's starting keeper is, like, the starter for Peru. Like, he's no slouch. He's, like, a really good goalkeeper. So... The whole Austin move, the, the, I mean, it's it's okay. It's not like, oh, he's playing, like, a starting position in the MLS, which is pretty good, actually, for, for, like, a youth member of a Premier League team. But, no, he's a backup there, which isn't the end of the world because MLS plays through international dates, so he will get game time there. But, um, but yeah, it's not like he's going there to be a starter. He's going there to be a backup behind a, well, kind of place starting. But even so, being on the bench is a lot better. He's doing... Yes, he will play, but he won't be playing here. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. No, the, well, well, thanks so much for that. That was very detailed and uh, definitely adds a lot to the podcast. So thank you for that. But let's yes, roll into these two matches. Of information. Uh, so let's roll into the two matches we have to preview. We'll start with the FA Cup match this Wednesday. Uh, we take on Everton away um, on February 10th. That's 2.15 here in Chicago. Um, now, Everton currently sits in sixth place in the league with 37 points. It's 11 wins, four draws, and six losses. Uh, most recently, uh, they had a 3-3 draw to Manchester United uh, away on Saturday. Uh, prior to that, they beat Leeds. They lost to Newcastle. They drew in Leicester and beat Sheffield Wednesday in, uh, uh, to advance into the um, uh, FA Cup. Um, Upcoming, they take on Fulham at home. So uh, they have uh, a tough um, – Fulham's been a tough opponent for a lot of teams uh, in, in league matches. Um, their top goal scorer right now is Dominic Calvert-Lewin with 13. James Rodriguez is behind him with five. Denae is uh, their top assist man with six, and Rodriguez and Richarlson both have three. Uh Rodriguez is the top-rated player with 7.27, and uh, Calvert-Lewin is behind him also with 7, 2.7, so they're even. Um, last five times that we faced uh, Everton, uh, uh, in September, uh, we, we lost them to open up our season uh, 1-0. Um, we beat them uh, in July 2020 after the, the restart 1-0. Uh, um, we drew them in November 2019, uh, 1-1, it, it drew them prior to that in May 2019, and then uh, beat them uh, 6-2 in December 2018, if we go back that far. Uh, but um, what do you guys think on this FA Cup match? It's uh, obviously uh, a must-win uh, to advance uh, if this is a cup competition that we're going to uh, try and, and st- stay in. Everton is a team that... It's given us a little bit of problems lately. Uh, um, what do you guys think? Let's start with Scott. Oh, I think it's unfortunate that we have to go up there. Although we haven't been playing it well at home neither. So, um, I they they have definitely been a mixed bag of of fortunes this this season. I thought at the very beginning, I thought with Roger, Rodriguez and and. Uh, 
Um, a couple of, I thought they were going to be better than than they have been. Um, I mean, obviously they're still above us, but um, maybe not for too much longer. Um, I I'm, I'm I'm a little well. I've been I've been worried about all our games since you know for six games now. So uh, I think it's going to be a very hard game again. Um, and then it, it, it could go either way. I think Nate was next on John. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you, Scott. I, I cannot get a read on this Everton team at all. Like they will, they, they, they got, they were two down against United at halftime, came back and got a draw to that game in the last minute go from Calvert-Lewin, who's been probably the breakout player in the Premier League this year. I did not see him becoming perhaps a 20 goal a season striker like he's been for them. And he's done. He's become full Gary Lineker for them. He doesn't score outside the six yard box, but they don't need him to because they're getting great. They're getting great uh, service from Hamas and Richarlison's a fantastic player. Um, but this is a team that like a couple weeks ago, I watched them against Newcastle at home, by the way, in that game. And they looked like shit. Mm-hmm. Like Newcastle won that game two nothing. And this was Newcastle that had lost six straight. And, <laughs> They dominated that game. It wasn't like 2-0 against the run of play. They straight dominated Everton in that game. And Everton has lost both times in Newcastle this season. Yeah, um, well, they've, they've been streaky like uh, like we have. Right. And 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 I think this game is, is going to come down to um, who's less streaky. Um, I'd like to think that with uh, Mourinho's affinity to win cups that he'll put together a strategy that the team believes in and we'll go out and and beat them i i that's a good point john like uh uh, jose in cup competitions he seems to have the 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 right mentality and strategy and and get what you need out of the team to advance in those types of knockout tournaments so uh, that does bode a little bit well Otherwise, I would be very concerned about this. Now I'm just no. I guess I'm very concerned about this. I would have been extremely concerned about this if it wasn't for Jose. But, um, uh, Nate, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, no, it's it's for me. It's really going to come down to um, how we line up. I mean, we've got it. We've got to rotate. We just fucking have to. I mean, I know it's going to suck, but like, I don't know when we do. And it comes down to the question is like. Do we play our strongest team in this game because it's Everton, and, and and do we rest against City because City look unbeatable right now, or do we always, or do we think, oh look, we're already in one domestic cup final, the Europa League cup final, guess it's the Champions League. Do we need to be in another competition, and do we maybe rest a few players here? Kane's just coming back from an injury. Are we going to play him a full ninety here and then a full ninety against City? Are we going to play? Yes, I think. Kane, yes, I think Kane we will. Has his way. Yep. If Kane right, has I know, his way. but I'm worried about that, and, and I'm worried about how well he'll play considering those things. With Hoybier and and Indombele, it's the same thing. Can we afford to maybe play a Winks in this game or Sissoko in this game? I actually think so. Like, because I think Everton have to think the same way we do. We're all gunning for Champions League, top four, yeah. top four, and so are they. So, do they want that? Do they want that uh, FA Cup destruction? Maybe they do. Maybe they're not in Europe, so they don't have the same problems as we do there. But, um, but I think that you'll see a little bit of rotation on both sides, um, and and we'll see who who plays a better part. I think I think we'll see Bergvine start in this game because he didn't start in the last game. The, then there's the question about and uh, is Deli Ali going to play? 
I mean, after the transfer window, you saw the headlines about them seeing they have a meeting and get put things past them. And Jose gave him the rest of this week off because he's still recovering from some niggling injury, apparently. And, and will he make an appearance in this game? Will Gareth Bale make an appearance in this game? Because it's the Cup, and Bale's played in the Cups, and he's played okay in the Cups. So there's a lot of factors, and I really, I really can't – I really don't know. I have no idea. With Potts, you can maybe think that, oh, yeah, it's, it's a Cup game. We'll rotate. With Jose, you don't know. So, so I'm kind of just totally up in the air because I, I really think it depends who we actually play in this game. See, I, I do think you had a good point. I think Bergvine certainly plays in this match, and this could be a, a good opportunity for him to show his value. Like, uh, um, I do think we're going to see Terry and Son both start, but um, but I, I think that the goal will be to get at least one of them off fairly early in the comp. Uh, um, if, if we can uh, pull out a lead or uh, perform well, but I do think that we have to that he's going to want to play them because he does uh, value these cup competitions. And um, I think Jose looks at where he's going to be considered a success for us is if he comes away with two or three trophies, uh, we haven't had trophies in 11 years. That would be fantastic. Like, yeah. and, 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 and he would go down in history as somebody who we still probably hate for his style of play. But like he'll all always silverware helps. Silverware helps everything. Yeah, yeah, it does. It 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 greases everything. Um, I'm not so sure whether Burbine's going to get a look in on Wednesday. I mean, I think certainly think Lamella earned his place. Well, I'm wondering if he saves Lamella for City. Well, I I think Mourinho has probably reached the point where he knows we're not going to win the league. So I think he's going to put in everything into the cups. I agree with you. I think we're going to see a very strong team against Everton and then a not so great team against City and hope to get a draw. I I disagree. I I don't think he'll he'll shy away from City at all. Um, I just I mean, I think I think you guys both make pragmatic points that make sense to me. But I don't necessarily. I feel like for some reason that if we were going to play a smaller, uh, a weaker lineup, it'd be Everton for some reason. I don't know why. I just feel like Jose wouldn't. Like I, I don't know if it's a personal thing, but like I, I don't want to get too much in the city right now, so I'll get to this later. But I just, I just don't think he'll he'll play a weaker team against City. I think if he does play a weaker team, will be in because this of game. I'm just not sure. Maybe. I'm yeah, I, not sure. I agree. Sure I I don't think he's going to play a weaker team against either of them. That also we, scares me. <laughs> it yeah. probably won't be the same team, but I think it's going to be a very strong game in both games. Okay, so here's the question. Which which game does he start <laughs> Winks and Sissoko together, which is the worst pairing on the pitch? Uh, I don't know. If we'll Neither have, of them. I could see Everton. I could no, see him doing that for Everton, to be honest. No, I could see a Winks, Sissoko, and like Hoy Bear midfield for that game. Um, maybe Sissoko up on the right wing. Yeah. Uh, one of those situations. Hey, it worked against Brentford. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so no, I think this is this this one's all going to be about whose role players can make a difference. Is it going to be ours or is it going to be Everton's? Um, and whose defense won't fuck up, which scares the shit out of me again. Uh. But yeah, I I think just because it's the FA Cup, it's it's a little bit more unpredictable. Um, so so and they're coming off a very emotional game in which they came back from the dead to beat a very good United team. So, 
So this is this is going to be a very I I love it. I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> well, that's it was a, uh, that's it was why they play them. They, they didn't beat them. They they drew them, didn't they? I didn't say they beat them. It was still very emotional. Big. It was a big win for them. It wasn't a big win for them, but it was a big win for them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Got to. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, should be a great game. Yeah, yeah I, no, I'm excited for this one. Um, I think this might be a good place to go to predictions, and it's tough when we don't know who's going to be in the squad. Like, uh, it, it's tough to predict for both of these now because what are we going to value at this point? And it, it will tell a lot about what Jose is going for, and um, and uh, certainly a loss in this match would. Uh, um, wouldn't it bode well for uh, uh, somebody who's known as a a guy who wins cups? Like, yeah, he certainly wants to go deep in all these cups. Um, but let's go to predictions, and we'll start with John first. Well, well I, I think, think it's, it's going to be a draw after regular time. Um, if I've got it, if I'm supposed to predict that, I'd say two all with goals from Kane and Son. But then that we win it uh, in the end. Do you think we win on penalties? Either that or a goal. Who would score that goal then? Oh, well, do I have to predict? <laughs> yeah, that? you got to go yeah. all the way, man. Son, son. Three, two, son, and extra time. Yeah, I'd love that and hate it because then we'd have to go to City after playing extra time. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not like at all, but but a win's a win in the FA Cup. Um, I think we're gonna lose. I just think um, as good as the West Brom game was, I don't think we're going to play badly. I just think this is a very tough game. I think Everton are, are Everton away is a tough one in this situation. Um, we're, we're about even, but I just think our defense is too prone to mistakes in a game like this, and I think one of them is going to cost us. I think we'll lose 2-1. I think Kane will get a penalty, um, and they'll get some late bullshit fuck-up from one of our defenders. And <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope you're not right. Same. Uh, Scott? Well, I'm going to try to be optimistic and say 2-1. I think it's going to be another one of those we let them score, and then we're just like, oh, God, what the hell's going on? And then, you know, we'll get an, we'll get one back, and then it might be John's prediction of, you know, going into overtime, but I don't think so. I think it's going to be like a – you know, last 15 minutes, last 10 minutes, uh, Sun um, is going to come out and score the winner. I think he's, I think he's got the yips done, and I think he's, I think he's going to be be good. So Sun and, well, I might as well go Sun and Kane again, because um, that's those. Same the guys. Too, too yep. much likely. <laughs> it's a safe bet. I'm going to go out on a weird limb here. I, I think it's going to be 3-2, but in regular time, unlike John, it's a, not going to have to go to extra time. Um, I do think it's going to be a, a rotated squad. I'm going to predict a goal from Bergvine. I'm going to p- predict a, a goal from Gareth Bale, and I'm going to predict a goal from Deli Ali. Um, so uh, like this one is like a bull from Anthony. I yeah. love it. Like if if I get that, uh, all three of those goal That's scorers in three two, like you guys owe me a round of drinks for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if that comes true, you should uh, you should bet on that. You know, put ten bucks on that. 
I like Dele huge Alley Alley so much. I wish he would. I, I I don't know what the hell's going on there, but I wish he would. He would fucking fix it and start playing again. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm not sure whether Deli Ali's going to be fit for Wednesday. No. Um, I think he. I, I, I think he's closer. I think he's closer than we think to fit. Um, it's a matter of whether Jose met what he said when he, like we're going to start using him now. And I think that this is a good uh, match to, if you're going to start using him, uh, this would be a good one to try. Like, uh, like you can always take him off at half if he's not good, but hopefully not. Jose's not, he's not good. Like he's really not good for you to take him off. But um, yeah, we need that. We need that playmaker and Deli Alley can certainly be that playmaker. Yes, he can. Yeah. And he can run a game too. Yeah. Well, uh, the ball. you know, he plays very well with, with Kane and we've missed that. Um, you know, those two playing together. We miss yeah. his runs so much. He can yeah. run. I mean, it's something Lamella actually also does really, really well. Um, you saw it in that counterattack goal against West Brom, but it's something Deli Alley really does well. And it's another thing we miss in that Chelsea game where everyone was just so stagnant. We miss a player that can run and just move defenders around in the right way. Yep. Yep. Um, and he does that better than anybody in our team. Mm-hmm. His his work off the ball could be very good when he's at his best, is what you're saying. Yeah, and I I totally agree. Um, um, let's hope we see him soon because I I think he could be. Uh, it's time for Deli Alley to come back into the squad. But let's ro- roll this along into the la- last match that we have to cover, and this is uh, um, the on the weekend we take on the top of the table Manchester City uh, away. Um, on Saturday the 13th, um, this is, uh, 1130 AM here in Chicago. So currently, as I said, Manchester city sits first place in the league with 50 points. That's 15 wins, five draws and two losses. Most recently they had a four, one win, win against Liverpool this weekend away. So they beat Liverpool at their house. Uh, prior to that, uh, um, oh, geez. My, I have that they lost to Man City, so this this has to be fucked up somehow. Um, <laughs> lost to West Ham, lost to Wolves, and uh, draw to Blackpool. Uh, it's uh, I think I've screwed up my. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's right. I, 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 yeah. I, I think I uh, had a editing <laughs> here, so we'll move on. From that. No, they've, uh, they've won every game. Yeah. They've since since losing to us, us. I think. Yeah. No. This is a, this is a Notre Dame versus UCLA scenario, ladies and gentlemen. If you know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about '70s college basketball, <laughs> in which Notre Dame bookended UCLA's 88 game winning streak with two well, big ass wins over them. This part of my work is right. Like they do take on uh, Everton away on Wednesday, uh, the 17th, uh, and they have a Swansea FA Cup match prior to us on the on the same day that we do, Wednesday the 10th. Um, they, their top goal scorer is Guduan with with seven. Raheem Sterling is behind him with also with seven. Mares has five behind him. Top assist is uh, De Bruyne, but I believe he's still hurt. Yes, he 10. will not be playing. Raheem yeah. Sterling is behind him with four. Uh, De Bruyne again is the top rated player, but again not available. Seven point seven eight, and Guduan is behind him with seven point seven eight as well. Last uh, five times that we've taken on Manchester City. Uh, November 2020, we beat them 2-0, a very impressive performance. I think we were high on Jose at that point. Um, uh, February, uh, uh, we we beat them again 2-0 in uh, February, February 2nd, 2020. Um, 
we drew them 2-2 in August 2019, and we lost them our prior two engagements. Uh, uh, we lost them uh, April 2019, 1-0, and then 4-3 in the Champions League, but we advanced past them after that, that loss. So um, we've glory, actually glory. done pretty well against uh, City in recent uh, other than that one loss in April 2019, over the last five times we faced them, we, we got what we wanted out of them. Um, so what, how do you guys feel about this, given the current situation with them sitting top of the league and in really good form compared to us now? And I think John Sand went up first. Well, I find it difficult to think that we're going to beat them, quite honestly. Unless we really come on strong against Everton... And when we're on a streak, and then if De Bruyne is not playing, maybe we could get a draw. But um, I just don't think we are the finished product yet, and I think they are. They are so fucking good. Yeah. Like we talked about, like I talked about all these teams that struggle without their star players. They don't have De Bruyne in. They don't have Aguero all season, essentially. And they look fucking brilliant. They don't have a striker. Jesus didn't even play. He only came on for like the last 20 minutes. Like 34-year-old Ilki Gundogan is leading their team in goals. Like, it is unbelievable how good they are. It, it was a situation where, like, Ruben Diaz has become is, – is their Virgil van Dyke. essentially, is what happened. He's come in, and him and John Stones. And Stones, as we know, has been suspected best for years. But they've formed this brilliant partnership, and they don't just don't ship goals anymore. Um, they all they, all they it was a Salah flop that got that got Liverpool on the board, but they really didn't do much other than that in that game on the weekend. Um, and, yet, game. Oh. and yet, and <laughs> yet, we've had their number, boys. That's true. If they were to have a bogey team, if City had a bogey team, it's us. Think about think about the last couple of years. We beat him 2-0 in a basically Jose Mourinho, probably his best coach game with us, where he just basically managed Pep off the field in that game. That was they had all they had to settle for deep crosses to a team without strikers. They couldn't get through our low block at all. We hit him on the counter twice. Bada bing, bada boom, done and dusted. Before that, last year, two one win in which they crushed us. On possession and chances, but Zinchenko got sent off. Bergvoin has that magical finish. Sun gets in later, another 2 0 win. Before that, a 2 2 game with Pochettino, in which we had two chances and scored two, and they had 45 and scored two. If you remember that game, uh, Kyle Walker Peters versus Raheem Sterling. Dear God, that was hard, hard to watch. Um, <laughs> and before that, Champions League quarterfinal. We all know what happened there. We have him. This is Patton with Rommel's book. Well, this, you, that, you make actually, a good point. I, I have a question I want to ask everybody before we go to Scott, and I'll let you answer this first. Um, if we, if you had to choose between beating them in this match and beating them in the League Cup final when we, we take them on. Oh, what are you? That's yeah, not League a question. Cup, uh, what do you think? I hate, like I some, hate that kind of conjecture. Oh, you know, we want to beat them. <laughs> Both times. Well, you want to beat them both times. It's, it's, are you kidding? You want me to win a cup final or some random Premier League game? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but we have a, a – th- this is like a, a, 
more of a coaching battle than I think we often see between these two. Oh, yeah. You know, Jose Mourinho once gouged uh, one of Pep's assistants' eyeballs in La Liga, if I recall correctly. Yep. He yep. did. Um, so and- it, this, this, depends on two, this depends on two players, Gundogan and Sterling. Those are the two key people. Those are the two key people that that, that have that really decimated Liverpool, and Gundogan I, is just he's just amazing for some reason. I don't know what what's going on. What they you know, position is fucking fantastic. Is, if is if, one of the great... if yeah, we can great. control those two, we have a damn good chance. If we can't, oh God, we're fucked. <laughs> Lord help us. I mean, I I've just got to think like. With our, if we have no Aurier or Reggion, which it seems like is definitely a possibility, I don't know if we can do it. Like as much as we are their bogey team, like if we have to go out there with Davies and Doherty, specifically if both of them have played midweek too, oh boy. Well, let's, talk, let's talk about. I wonder if Joffin might make an appearance because because uh, we didn't mention it's not, it. All your cats we, are humongous. We, we didn't mention it for Everton, but like we could see. Sissoko playing right back again, which I is never a fun uh, possibility. No, I think I think he's done there. Like um, I would, I, I think we'll, I, I do think we'll do low block this game though. I think we'll do a Sissoko, Hoybier, and Dombele midfield for sure, because we'll try yeah. to replicate what we were able to do in the home fixture. Yeah. But the only question is, I could see a situation where Joffet makes that right back position, especially if Serge isn't fit. So I can see Doherty playing against Everton, and it being difficult. But that's just the situation we're left with. Unfortunately, Daddy Davies has to um, play both. Um, maybe, I, I mean, I see no chance that Sir can plays against Everton in the FA Cup. So, Well, the um, other option, the other option we got to right back is Tanganga. Right. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Joffet, Joffet could play it right back um, in, in a situation where you know we're not going to get too many times we're going to get that player forward anyway because it's City in the same way we played Liverpool last season. And I'm hoping we can, because I do not trust Matt Doherty against Raheem Sterling or Phil Foden. Or he's been, Matt. he's been a real disappointment. Yeah, he has. Um, it's yeah, it really has. But I mean, in, in contrast for the most part, Serge has had a decent season, uh, albeit his fu- usual fuck ups aside, but I can live with that if he plays like he has for most part. But again, we're still missing that depth of that at the fullback positions. That's really going to hurt us in this game because we're not fit. Um, how, and that's how much really... do you want to have Kyle Walker Peters right now? Hmm. An expensive not having Hoybeard? No, that's yeah. the difference. Yeah, I that's the have difference. Hoybeard now in that position than yeah. uh, than a Kyle Walker Peters at right back. Um, so, that's certainly. a tough choice. Even though he's done really well for them, but Southampton have kind of fallen off in, in recent weeks a little bit. They're kind of they're behind Arsenal now. Um, so Hassel, not the replacement maybe everybody wants. They gave up nine goals the other day. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance Regulon's back for this one? No. Him and else, but I don't think we'll play till March. Okay, because uh, I heard like at least three weeks, but yeah. Yeah, it was, that was last week. <laughs> yeah. He updated it, which which was very, very sad. It was like more weeks for both of them. Yeah. Um but it's the thing that I just have this weird vibe about this game that we could somehow, because I don't know what it is about Manchester City, but I think we always got a chance against them. Well, I we, hope you're we right. Five nothing in this game, and it would not surprise me. But for some reason, I'm just thinking mm. like, 
There's something there with us and them. Sun, for some reason, always scores against them. I think he's got like five goals or something ridiculous against them. Um, Kane's going to be in this game, we know, unless unless barring knock on eight different pieces of wood, I can. Some horrible thing happens in the Everton game. Um, I don't know. Maybe Bale comes in and hits another screamer like he did um, in 2011. I wish. I, I want him to. I don't know. Yeah, I really, want... really, I really, really wanted him to come back and be Bale, but he just isn't. He's just not no, so far. He's still playing the cup game, though. I mean, he's done well for us in the cups. Um, so, so I'd like to see him there because we do need to do some sort of rotation. But, but he's but not trying. He's not have... trying those those you know long long distance shots anymore. He's not breaking in, and you know, I mean, he's just he's just not doing the stuff he used to. Yeah, that's sad. that's sad. It makes me seven sad. years ago, and he's had five. It's the seasons. hair. He needs yeah. to cut the hair. <laughs> it's a reverse Samson. <laughs> he needs to cut it. I don't think he's. You know what? I think I don't think he can do that haircut anymore. I think he's got a bald spot that is just the worst. I, I mean, you, that's what that's what somebody said. But I, 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 I looked up. I looked up Gareth Bale without his hair or with, with hair down, and it doesn't look like he's got a bald spot. He just looks like he really enjoys that hairstyle. Maybe well, you're right. He came up uh, with new hair. Something. No, I, I think it's a good point to go to predictions and uh i'm gonna start predictions this time and i'm gonna be um i'm gonna be i just don't think we win this game um i'm gonna say it 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 is a good match like we perform okay i'm gonna i think it's a three two loss um we get a goal we get a goal from Kane and we get a goal from Sun, but it's just not enough that they uh, they find a way to top us. Uh, John, I'm stuck because I've never predicted against Tottenham. I've never <laughs> predicted a loss, and am I going to do it this time? Even though I think they're going to lose, no, I'm going for the draw just for my heart. Two goal, two two, Kane and Sun. Okay, I like it, uh, Scott. He stole mine, uh, so I'll go. I'll go. Mm, I'll go three three. I think it's going to be like I think. I think they're going to. I think they're over this nine. I think. I think they'll. They'll. You know, they won't sit back as much um, because Mourinho does seem to have Pep's. You know, he knows what the hell is going on with Pep. So three uh, three. Kane with a brace, and then Son with another one. Okay, Nate? Well, as I've said, this is a very, very, very interesting game for us. And I really think, at the end of the day, 1-0 Tottenham. Okay. 1-0 Tottenham. I hope you're right. And it's going to be... Squeaky bum time? It is going to be <laughs> <laughs> Toby Alderweireld on a corner. Ooh. Um, it. I just think for some reason, I don't know what it is about this game. I think we have them here. I think they're going to be riding high off that Liverpool win. I think they're going to get an easy win against Swansea on the week. They're going to be coasting. They think everything's good. And then just as they think everything's good, here comes Jose Mourinho. Coaching for his fucking life. Yeah. Their fucking party. And just to give him a little bit to think about. They'll still walk the league, probably. Just give him a little bit to think about. 
And all of a sudden, all the bad vibes are gone, boys. <laughs> yeah, indeed. If that were to happen, we would get on a streak again, and who knows what could happen. That's, that that right. definitely could be a, a, a this season This season turner. is so unpredictable. Could be a season turner. Uh, Beating City away. My thing is that, that they are taking on um, Swansea in the FA Cup in the midweek, so they they can expect to to roll over them. Like they can come in ready and prepared for us on the weekend, um, where like we're going to take the cup more seriously and we're going to be battling out Everton for that one. I just I struggle to see it, but I hope you're right, Nate. I really hope you're right. Hell yeah! Yeah, it's gonna happen. <laughs> yep. Trust me on this. Ain't a guess. It is going to be what it is. I'm telling you now. Are you putting money on it? One nil. I will put money on it. I'll put money on a one nil result. Lucas, what? I don't know. I've never done a legal sports bet in my life. I will do one now for this game. Somebody teach me how to do it. Kevin, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure how, how to do this. Like, I hate betting, but I will bet on this game. For this mm-hmm. podcast, I, I, I hundred dollars on it. I like that confidence. I like. I love that confidence. Um, well, any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? I think that about wraps it up. Thank you so much, uh, John. Your- is still on, boys. That's my comment. <laughs> but we get three trophies. Oh, quadruple. How fucking awesome <laughs> is that? Be? Never in doubt. We'll yep. win West Brom. It's going to be where it all turns around, baby boy. <laughs> Let's go. I hope you're right. Thank you for having me, and good night. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, thanks, so, thanks so much for everything, guys. Thanks to Nate, Nate Scott, and John. Uh, but that about wraps up the episode. So uh, thanks to Tommy for editing and sound tonight, Charlie for the music, Kevin for social media, John for Lone Player Update, uh, Kimberly for the logo, and as always, the Atlantic Bar and Grill. They're reopened. Uh, limited space, definitely. Uh, show up early, expect to socially distance, and uh, if you don't get there in time and they run out of space for social distancing, you, you might not be able to stay, so definitely keep that in mind. Uh, we have to be responsible with how we uh, watch. Uh, hit the subscribe button and write us a review on iTunes if you like our podcast, or give us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook at 4 Spurs and our website at 4 Come on, you Spurs. Don't be a dumbass. Wear a mask. Come on, you Spurs.